Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through Boutique Land. Welcome back. How are you guys doing? Hope you're having a great week. I'm excited about this episode because there are some things I'm seeing in the industry that I'm not loving. (laughs) And I really want to just get them out there, address them, one, to maybe avoid you some legal troubles. Yes, we're going to go that deep, but also to avoid some money pitfalls that I'm seeing a lot of. So some of it might be repeat information. Some of it might be brand new to you, but I think you're going to like this episode. So stay tuned. It's about that time when I start to ask for some ratings and reviews. If you like this podcast, it means the world to me. I also have to ask for ratings and reviews because the more people that get to know what it is to live in boutique land with us, the better off they're going to be. We see that people that listen to the podcast tend to be more successful in their boutique business. We hear it all the time. Our inbox generally has at least three emails a day saying, I found you on the podcast. Oh my gosh, you've answered so many of my questions. You've made me feel more confident and on and on. And if that's you, I would love for you to help me get the word out even more. All it takes is going on to either the Apple podcast app, your Stitcher app, or on Spotify and just hitting a rating. So one out of five stars, five being the best. And then if you are so inclined writing a short or a long review about how you like it, how it's helped you, and maybe one thing you've learned or implemented in your boutique business that you learned here on the podcast. I want to hear what feedback you have because it's important for me to know that we're going to keep going on this journey and that there's still more to teach. There's still more for you to learn and there's still more confidence to be gained. So I would love to ask you for a rating and a review. If you have time this week, it means a lot to me. And I think soon I'll start reading more of the new ones on air in some upcoming episodes. So let's jump right into talking about trends in the boutique industry that you should be worried about, that I'm worried about. And so let's talk about it, okay? First and foremost is something I've been seeing for maybe eight or nine months. It kind of came on my radar and I personally freaked out about it. Someone posted in my Facebook group, which is called the Boutique Training Academy Tribe, Someone posted in there about wanting to search for vendors that sold Louis Vuitton knockoffs. And when I say knockoffs, I mean like they've taken a bag and reworked it, or they've taken, you know, they've cut a piece of a bag and they put it on a hat. You know, they're sort of recycling designer logos, designer bags, and doing something new with it. Now, 
I know there are thriving businesses that are based on this. To me, it's a very, very dicey legal situation, okay? And that is for a couple of reasons. You know, using any kind of brand logo that's not your own, any kind of pattern or print that is, you know, specifically created for another brand, it really borderlines on copyright infringement. It makes me really nervous that some big brands are going to start to come after little brands. Remember, they have a big legal team. You don't, okay? It's very easy for them to come and shut down your business because you're selling something that they proprietarily own and they have copyright on in the United States. So be careful when you're buying anything that has, again, Louis Vuitton is the one I see all the time because everyone is cutting up that coated canvas from the brown and tan logo bags. And like I said, it makes me nervous because while you might be a small boutique in the middle of nowhere, it doesn't mean that you haven't posted this online. It doesn't mean that these companies can't do an easy image search and find who's selling these and send you a cease and desist letter or send you a bill, you know, for infringing or using their, their pattern or their logo. You know, if you're doing anything where you're creating graphic tees or you're creating bags or phone covers, you know, you can't go online and just take any picture. You can't, you know, go to any resale shop and start cutting up bags. There's a very fine line there where it really, not only is it copyright infringement, but it's also can borderline on deceiving the customer. Now that one's a little bit harder to prove, but I have been a little bugged out and said to some of my own clients, Hey, please, you you can't sell that t-shirt or you've got to take that image off because it says Louis Vuitton in the corner. And that t-shirt, I don't think that Louis Vuitton made that t-shirt. In fact, I know they didn't. So don't make it seem like they did. You can't put the name of another company on something that you created. That is their name. That's not your name. And it's not something they created. And so a customer coming to you wanting to buy this, you know, for example, t-shirt, And and again, it's so rampant that it seems like everyone's doing it and it's okay. And so I don't want to like shame or make anyone feel bad if this is something you've done. Like take that away. Okay. I don't want you to feel bad about it because I just don't think people know. And so I want to say, Hey, I want you to be aware of this. I want you to know what's going on so that you can make a good, smart decision for you legally. Okay. So be careful if you're selling something that isn't from a Gucci or a Prada or, you know, Louis Vuitton. Again, I see it all the time. If you're not selling something, it has their name, it has their print, it has their logo, be careful. Okay. Just be very careful. You may choose to not even sell it because you don't want to cross that line. Okay. If, if a customer comes to you and they're not educated about the brand and they think, oh my gosh, like boutique, chic boutique over there is selling you know, this Louis Vuitton t-shirt, like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I can't believe I can get it for $28. Like, that's not true, you know? And you might say to me, well, the customer knows it's not from them. You can't prove that. And again, it's just, it's icky. It like borders on ethically okay. And so I just want you as part of my tribe to be really aware of when this this happens and just don't do it. Or if you do do it, choose to do it with the warning (laughs) that it could get sticky. It could get dangerous. There could be legal implications. And I don't want to scare you, but I also want, you know, I want you to know that if you go and knock, 
you know, someone else off or they knock you off, wouldn't you be upset? You know, like you might think, oh, well, they're a huge corporation. They make billions of dollars. Well, but yeah, they're from the 1800s. Like they've been working their butts off for hundreds of years. They have, yes, they have a big corporation because they've been wildly successful. You know, it goes to show you that it doesn't matter whether you are knocking someone off. That's another boutique that you see and you're like, oh, wow, I want to create a shirt like that. Or, you know, you're knocking a big corporation off. It's never good. Like, just don't do it. You know, I shut it immediately down when that post went up in my group. I commented. I said, this is borderline so illegal. Like, please, I'm turning comments off. I hope you will not buy these. I hope no one in this group will buy these. And if you choose to, just know and understand the consequences. So that's a trend in the industry around knockoffs and using other brands' logos and images that just don't do it, guys. Not worth it. All right, number two, trend that I see that worries me is growing your audience through giveaways. And when I say giveaways, I mean like too many giveaways, like every week, every other week, you know, you're constantly giving something away to your audience to grow your group or to grow your page. It worries me. I know it comes from some direct sellers who encouraged you to do that at one point if you came from a direct sales company, or maybe you saw other boutiques doing it and you thought, wow, they're really growing. I want to do that too. You know, I don't think giveaways are bad. And I want to be really honest about that. I don't think they're bad. I just think they're, they get bad when you do too many of them. I think you diminish your own brand because you're not saying, oh, you know, I can sustain on my own through marketing that shows that I, you know, I have a brand that's worth paying for. The other thing is that I I just, I've seen it attract so many unideal customers, people that don't really care, that aren't really interested in buying from you in the future. They just want the giveaway. Now, if you want to do something once a month, once a quarter, that feels really fun and maybe it's a big giveaway, you know, so you make a big impact kind of in one shot, I'm cool with that. I think that actually could be kind of fun. I think I want to do some more giveaways, but I just don't want to overdo it because I think when you overdo it, you end up getting a lot of, you know, it's kind of a pay to play. It's like we're getting people to come here and take this giveaway, but then like, they're never going to buy from you again, most likely. So just be careful with that. I would rather you double down on treating the customers you have really well by giving them something amazing, you know, by sending them via email, a $5 off coupon that to me is way better or treating your VIP customers even better. You know, in most POS systems, you can pull up and see who are your top five or 10 customers. You know, those are the people that you could send an extra coupon to, or let's say, you know, I have some clients right now that have a lot of sort of excess Christmas inventory, like bath bombs or, you know, lip balms, like things that are just sort of like tchotchke things that maybe you would give away. I said to them, why don't you put together a really cute package for your top five to 10 customers from last year and send them this really beautiful thank you package with some product that you have. It doesn't cost you money other than to spend on shipping because you've already spent the money on the items. So, you know, you do a low cost like scarf, bath bomb and mittens or gloves or something that's a really valuable thing for someone who's done a lot for you during the year, who shopped with you a lot, or maybe has reposted you a lot, you know, someone who's really helped be like 
become an influential person in your growth, treat them well, double down on that person because they're going to pay you back way more than a giveaway person is. Okay. Last but not least is the buy, buy, buy trend. (laughs) Buy, buy, buy. My motto is sell, sell, sell. And a woman in my six figure blueprint, Jennifer was so adorable. She got on a call and she said, you know, Emily, I'm just, I'm really, I just think I got to buy, buy, buy inventory. And I know it's from my direct sales company. I know, you know, that's not the right thing, but I can't get out of this habit. And I'm just starting to overbuy and I know it's not okay, but like, give me some ideas on, on how to stop doing this. Right. Well, one of the things that I think actually drives this, and I love Jennifer for her honesty. I love when people show up on coaching calls and they are just like bare their soul and they're so vulnerable. And so Jennifer, if you're listening, just know I appreciate you so much for like just being honest about that. And I really do think that a lot of people are in that buy, buy, buy mode because the root cause of it is thinking that you need new things all the time. You need new arrivals every week, every three days. The truth is, is that you don't, (laughs) you don't need new arrivals all the time. You need new arrivals in accordance with how you're selling. Again, I say this all the time, but your buys, how much inventory you buy is based on how much you're selling per week or per month. So when you're overbuying, generally it means that you're, you know, let's say you're making $5,000 in a month, you're going back out and spending $5,000 or more on inventory. That's way overbuying, you know, on $5,000 of sales, you really don't need more at wholesale costs than like $2,500 of wholesale inventory, maybe 3000, you know, in the right range. But like, you don't want to go out and spend that full amount again. And again, it's going to vary for everyone depends on your margin depends on your expenses. I don't want people to like take me for word, but there is a basically you want to be buying a third of the amount at wholesale costs of what you made that month. Okay. And I have a whole series on this in season three. So go back to that and listen to it in depth. But to me, I feel like people are overbuying because they think they always need new. And they say to me, well, but my customers want new. They know that I don't have new. Well, number one, there might be some creepy customers that definitely know that you don't have new things. That's okay. All right. Those people need to chill. They need to wait. And (laughs) when you do have new stuff, maybe they're the people you send it to first. You do like a VIP list where you send it to them first. But in general, guys, think about yourself. Think about how much you have on your plate and consider the idea that your customers have just that much on their plate too. Do you really think they're paying so much attention that they know exactly what's new and exactly what's not? No, they don't. They just don't. Okay. They are not following you like a hawk. They're following you very well. They see what you post. They love what you post, but they're not going to say, oh my gosh, I've already seen that three times. You want to show things over and over. You want people to, you know, make that purchase on the fourth time they see it in your Facebook feed or on your IG story. You know, people need to repetitively see things to finally make a purchase. That's most people. Listen, there's some people that buy on the first post. Don't get me wrong. Okay. We love those people because they are like instant gratification. It's like, Oh, I posted and I made money. Yes. Right. But a lot of our sales come from the replay. They come from the third post. They come from the, Oh my gosh, didn't you guys see this? That's where a lot of it comes from too. 
So don't think for, that you have to have new arrivals all the time just to keep those people happy. You really don't. You get to decide what the cadence of your boutique is. Now, if you're running on a new arrival weekly situation, then I want you to be really careful with your numbers. I want you to know how much weekly you're selling. And then again, backtracking that into how much weekly you're buying because you can have new arrivals every week, but you have to buy according to what you're selling. Does that make sense? You know, I just, I think that the buy, buy, buy trend was like, just this like feverish sort of reaction to feeling like, you know, your customers just always needed new things and, and they just don't. And I, you know, if they do, then just do it responsibly, track it, manage it, know what's coming on order, know much, how much you have to spend at wholesale, know how much your goals are to make it retail. If you have the boutique calendar, we put that on the chart for you. That's really easy to track. It's really easy to look at how much your monthly sales goal is, how much inventory you own at cost. And if you own a certain amount at cost, times it by three, times it by 2.5, what's your margin? What's your markup? And know that you can make those sales. So if you have a thousand dollars at wholesale cost worth of inventory and you're doing a strict three X markup, you're going to make $3,000 if you sell out of all that stuff, right? That is where we start to get really in bed with our numbers. So if you have this buy, buy, buy mentality, I want you to double down on understanding your numbers, looking at your cash flow, looking at your inventory management and getting really comfortable with that. And we have tons of tools for you to do that. We have multiple podcasts. We'll list them in the show notes below. And if you've taken Boutique Basics Bootcamp or Six Figure Blueprint, go back again through the cash flow and financial section. Go back through the inventory management section and ask questions. Know what you're doing. You know, the math piece of retail is really easy. We overcomplicate it. We get in our heads. We get in a place of going to that inner child of I'm five years old, I'm seven years old, and I'm terrible at math because my teacher told me what I was. And so I can't do math now in the future. We're an adult. Retail math is easy. If I can learn it, you can learn it. I want to teach it to you. So, you know, get deeper with what you're doing and stop thinking that you, you know, need to have so much inventory to sell. Like you really don't. It's just, it's not the truth. So hopefully these three trends are not worrying you anymore. They're not worrying me anymore now that I got them off my chest. Thanks for listening. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.